0: It is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, Dynasty Podcasts, uh, we're back for another week. It's the beginning of summer. It's the beginning of June. It's gorgeous out. It's windows weather, like having your windows open. It's not too hot yet. So thanks to everybody watching us tonight. Thanks to everybody listening to this later. Uh, we have an awesome show tonight. We have a ton of great guests, and we are starting out the evening with Jack Larson, closed sessions artist. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm very good, man. How about yourself? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you for being here. Um, you were, I was telling you this before the mics were on, you were a recommendation of Alex Fructor, who, you know, he's, his name gets brought up a lot on this podcast. He emailed me. He told me about you. And I was saying that, like, really all Alex has to say is like, I've got someone for you to talk to. And I'm like, yeah, because he's got, he's got that good reputation. He does, man. The closed sessions team, we got Mike Kolar here. And it's like, if those guys are vouching for somebody, I'm just like, of course, of course there was one time where Alex was telling me, a couple of people I should interview. I was at an uh, event for Ruby Hornet. This is back when he was first involved with Ruby Hornet. And he was like, you know what? You should interview this guy too, this, this kid too. And I was like, okay. And no joke, because I know this sounds like I'm setting up one of these, like, and that little girl grew up to be Britney Spears type of stories, but like, that was Chance the Rapper.
1: hmm yeah.
0: So again, even without the Chance thing, I trust Alex's judgment. So when he was like, hey, I got this guy, Jack Larson, you should talk to him. I was like, yo, I'm sold. And then I listened to your music and I was like, well, even better, his music's really good. (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, You know, we always start at the beginning and we're going to get into all the closed session stuff. We're going to get to all the present stuff, like your music right now. But bring us into the beginning. Like, when did you start making music? How did you start with music in your (coughs) life? Like, when did that enter for you?
1: Yeah, so I feel like everyone grows up with some kind of musical, like, influence um, just from their, like, family in general. So, yeah, music's always been very prevalent in my life. Um, Grew up on classic rock, and then uh, through my sisters, like, I had sisters of, like, different cliques. One was kind of more uh, scene, so I would listen to scene music, and then Scene s- meaning like like email scene like, like bring me the horizon type stuff <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i was also i was really into my chemical romance which was more like poppy who wasn't yeah, yeah yeah um yeah exactly they were really good <laughs> that was a, that was the first album i bought on itunes three cheers wow it's a classic yeah it's a good starting I loved point it. and then um i had another sister who's more into the pop so like when i was 3 you know uh nsync was everywhere and all that boy band pop star stuff so I just, I've, I gathered all these elements um, and went into high school, kind of bored. Everyone kind of found their path, I feel like. Right. In high school, like, I was just so confused. So I uh, I just started making music out of boredom. I, kn- I knew I could do it. And I, like, I, I would, like, make up melodies, like, when I was younger and, like, never, I don't know, wrote them down or, like, recorded them. Mm-hmm. But um, in high school, I'm like, fuck it. Oh, wait, can I swear? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, in high school, I'm just like, fuck it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh I plugged in like a rock band mic into my uh to my Mac GarageBand. Yeah. Used GarageBand and made my uh my first tracks so that like will never see the
0: light of day. You know what's interesting is that like, you know, uh, so a lot of the artists that we interview on the podcast at this point are uh, relatively younger, I want to say, like, you know, 20s. Yeah. Occasionally even late teens. It's,
1: a, it's a, like do-it-yourself is what we grew up on. I know I what you're getting saying, into. 100%. Yeah.
0: It's like so much of the talent I'm talking to that is like in their early 20s right now, literally... They're like, yep, it was Fruity Loops, and it was a garage or not a garage band mic, a rock rock band mic. Like, you're not the first person even this year to tell me on this mic that you used a rock band mic to start making music. I just think that's such an interesting, it's, like, it's a
1: very beautiful thing, and it's such a generational
0: thing too. That that was like this entry point for so many current artists now. I feel like, mm-hmm. and it's definitely uh gotten to the point where it's like
1: hot to be the bedroom artist. Well, yeah, yeah. Now that's pop, a whole Where thing. it's like, right. damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want... I'd made this in my bedroom, but I don't even want to be, like, labeled as it because it's like,
0: oh, it's the big thing, you know? Sure. But so how did you go from, like, you know, kind of starting to just lay down some initial tracks in high school to starting to take this seriously? When did that happen? Um, yeah, I was, I was making music throughout high
1: school, and just pretty much kids at my school would hear it. And then... I grew up in the suburbs Mm -hmm. of Chicago, so, like, my town didn't have, like, a huge, like, art music scene. Like, there was a ton of, like, talented kids, but, like, no way to get yourself heard. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to do this shit. Like, I'm spending every weekend trapped in my basement working on music instead of, like, going out. I want to get serious with this shit. So that's when I, like, just really got deep into the internet and... It's always the internet. It's, yeah, it's the internet. And just, like, started just reaching out to kids who I met through Twitter or YouTube. YouTube was huge in the beginning. Sure. Um, before, like, SoundCloud or
0: so that Instagram community. was there. So yeah, online
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, first was, like, an online YouTube community. And then uh, Twitter was big. So around my senior year, I, uh, I had some songs out. And I heard... Um, one song by Kevin Abstract, mm-hmm. yeah. and I, like, DM'd him. I don't know what happened. I think a friend introduced me to him. But anyways, I DM'd him and showed him my music, and uh, he uh, we made a song together. He put on his first album, and, like, when it released, it got, it got pretty... It did pretty well. Like, it had a Billboard premiere, so... Wow. Yeah, after that, I was like, all right, this is, like, something I could take seriously because just you know seeing the music on that site was like a huge a Well, that's huge a really deal, especially with him like yeah. cuz we were the same age so like we were both like fresh out of high school when this came out mm-hmm. and like seeing what he did was just crazy and i was like way, i'm still way steps behind him um
0: but, but it's like, not it's a race a, it's,
1: it's always inspiring yeah. yeah no of course it's not a race it's just yeah. like it's uh someone who's been a friend to me for some years and it's just great to see what's going on and it's like that whole era of his first album really like showed me that hey like this is some shit i can do
0: yeah i mean that has got to be like i mean the billboard thing has got to be so affirming mm-hmm. of like well yeah. i made the right choice so did that bring you to columbia college or
1: no um i went to school at belmont in nashville oh, okay. freshman year That's another
0: music city too
1: Yeah but I just I like couldn't I hated that school So (laughs) I was like alright I need to figure shit out I don't know what to do Like Just entered a very like Confusing Depressing state in my life And just 19 year
0: old me Not knowing So Well come on I mean 19 though That's like That is that My chemical romance Like my teen angst Has a body count Kind of feeling too Yeah A lot of 19 year olds Like what the fuck does this all mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's such a weird age, man. It is, because you're like, you're not a girl, not yet a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that kind of thing.
1: So I was at Belmont, but, like, I just left that school and decided to come to Chicago because I was born, like, in the suburbs. So Mm -hmm. I had some, like, familiarity with it, but I decided to just, like, live in the city for my first time, because Nashville's a city, but it's, it's not a city. It's like, right. you, you have to drive everywhere, and, like, it has such a suburban feel that I've never been in somewhere, like, super urban, so I just, I just said, fuck it, I want to try out Chicago, because so I've always loved, uh, like, visiting cities and stuff, and then came here my sophomore year, which was 2015. Okay. And I've been living here since. And when you were at Columbia, because you
0: just graduated, right?
1: Yeah. Oh uh, no. I gra- I graduated in December. So okay. I I walked in the
0: spring, but right. um, that's because you like. There's only one walk. Right. I've been
1: out for a minute.
0: Okay. So you're like in that graduation, like you know, home stretch. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But when you were like this last couple of years, at some point you took Alex Fructor's class, right? Alex Fructor from Closed Sessions. Yeah, I had two classes with him. Okay. Um, my last semester. So he told me in the email that like he heard your music. And he was really blown away. And how did that conversation go where, you know, you're playing music for your teacher, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, do you want to be part of my, you know, operation that I have?
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it's a funny story. So, like, he was my marketing teacher, and we had to make a marketing plan um, for an artist and their product. Mm-hmm. So after the first day of that class... I went up to him and I'm like I'm I'm an artist myself. I have an EP I'm working on like that would be perfect for this project. Can I just do it myself? And he's like absolutely like this is what that class is for. So it, that class kind of gave me like a drive to really like I had this project in the works. I knew I was going to put a project out, but it gave me the drive to really just go at it because there was that class that was like kind of putting it on the line. So I just each week submitted new like marketing ideas I had for the project, explained what the project was, and like halfway through the semester we had to give like a marketing plan update, yeah, so I presented it, and I was like, I might as well just play a song too so i I played a song and uh then Alex uh reached out to me, and we just had a few meetings uh with and that's where I met Mike, yeah, so I got to meet like Mike and Alex at the first meeting and then we had a few more after that, and then we decided to
0: make a deal. Now, I think that's interesting, and if Mike wants to jump in on this answer as well, he's welcome to, but no. he's shaking his head and he does not want to. So I'll ask you, you know, Closed Sessions as a label, um, it's a very diverse label, but at the same time, it's been very like predominantly hip-hop focused, even though there's a lot of range in the hip-hop that the label covers, I think that's fair. But. Your sound is a lot more bedroom pop or kind of ambient. It's got this dreamlike quality. It doesn't really like fall in the same category as a lot of the hip hop. That, that was part of the
1: initial discussion because I, I went into Alex his office at um, Columbia and I was like, "All right, what, like, why do you guys want to sign me if it like?" it's closed sessions the hip-hop label closed sessions a hip you know chicago's hip-hop label all that i'm like what's the point like i'm not gonna fit your sound and then that's when they both mike and alex told me that like no i i think it's like time to like branch out with our sound and you have you bring a unique way and still kind of have like a hip-hop like style
0: yeah yeah it's not like like,
1: i'm not like totally like anti-hip-hop like i can blend in with those crowds um you like a polka
0: th- artist that they suddenly, like, threw on the label. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, so, like, I think I was the good, like, bridge as an artist to, like, bring in that new sound, but still, like, making sure that the label is
0: staying to its roots in its way. And for you, what was the benefit of, like, of, you know, working with Closed Sessions? And again, you know, the, the two guys behind Closed Sessions, Mike Kolar and, and Alex Ructor, they're really you know, they're they're veterans in the city and they're professionals when it comes to music, and these are guys who live and breathe, and I'm not just saying this because Mike's here, I say this a lot on the podcast, they're like, they're very passionate, professional guys who really care about the quality of what they're doing, so when you're considering joining up with an operation like that, what does that mean for you or, or what was going through your head? <laughs> to be honest, I had no clue who Alex was
1: before I took his class, so... Because I'm relatively new to the city, I don't sure. know the scene that much, so like, I... As they were offering me this deal, I was, like, researching about them at the same time. Like, I didn't know their reputation at the time, so I was, like, reading every article I could. And, I mean, it just spoke for itself, like... The,
0: were you like, oh, shit, this is a real thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's... I'm like... Because, like, <laughs> Alex always plugs the label in his class, like... Sure, you got <laughs> So, you. I, it was ingrained in my head. So, when I'm, like, researching this, like, it was just, obviously what the the label provides and offers clearly stood out to me and I knew it'd be beneficial to my career and to you know help bring me out of the bedroom and you know push me out and it's it's been a really good decision that I made
0: now what does working with a label actually offer you you know like what what is now available to you that wasn't previously um, within reach?
1: A budget that
0: <laughs> of sure. money that I a budget of money. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's a huge thing. Um, sure. But it's also the the deal that we have is um it's also management. Mm-hmm. So I was my former teacher and Mike are now my managers, so that's pretty cool. And we get free studio access. It's pretty much just like a playground for being a musician. Like, I get to have so much fun. Like, I would not have expected this when I first took Alex's class.
0: Well, Mostly because I didn't know who he was. You're but. in good company. Too. <laughs> you look at who the label has. I mean, like, who who's active right now? FemDot? Boathouse? Quaku Jamila Woods. Jamila. Yeah, I mean, it's you're up there with some really, really strong talent in the city right now.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's cool to see the label because you have, like, people of, you know who have done so much up here, and then you have a few artists, uh, you know, ready to get their name heard, and so you have, like, talent across the board at all stages of their career.
0: Yeah. Now, your project, it's a new EP. It's called Push-Ups. One of that... That dropped on the 18th of May? Yeah, May May 18th. So it's brand new. Um, Talk a little bit about that. Like, how long were those songs in the work? Were they relatively new songs, or are any of these the... uh, Rock band microphone. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, no. That was was like so long ago, man. Like no (laughs) one will ever hear those tracks. No, I I created it in 2017. I had had a few demos from 2016, but it was mostly like finishing uh, those demos and creating the rest was August 2017. And then I recorded it throughout the fall in my dorm room. So I would say I finished it around October.
0: So this is literally dorm pop.
1: Yeah, it was created uh, (laughs) with my friend. He came up, Chris Hatam. He's a very talented producer. He came up from Texas last summer. That was Mm -hmm. the August I was talking about. We just nailed out a bunch of demos, and I just cleaned them up in my dorm. But, yeah, we created it in, like, a dorm, like, a practice room as well because my dorm had, like, uh, soundproof practice rooms.
0: Which dorm was that? Uh,
1: University Center, yeah.
0: Oh, the UC, yeah. Yeah, the UC. So you do that, maybe dip down, go get some Epic Burger, and then...
1: Your review no, was.
0: we were recording at like we were night owls, so we were recording <laughs> to like
1: from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> that's that's where I get the best music out of me. Is that the night? I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm a night person. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm awake during the day, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm just kind of waiting for night so I can really, like, actually get started. Uh, so now that the project's out, you know, we're, we're right on the edge of, like, you know, summer music season. What's ahead for you? What's on deck now that you've got the record out? You are, for all intents and purposes, graduated, and you have the support of closed sessions behind you. What's ahead of you now?
1: Yeah, I'm just going to spend the summer um, practicing my live show. I'm actually doing that right now. So I want to, like, get some gigs uh, second half summer for sure. Um, I'm putting on a really cool show. And then I also just want to make new music and release um, just songs. Because you're working
0: on a full-length too, right?
1: I am working on a full-length album. I had a friend from Canada, Alex Bent, who uh, came over last week for 10 days. And we just, it was kind of like what happened with push-ups. We just nailed out a bunch of stuff. So I'm working on that. I'm headed out to L.A. to work with my friend Roy next week. So that will be fun. So I'll, I'll be working on music, on, like in the meantime. But right now the focus is on live shows. And also, wait, I'm not gonna announce yet. <laughs> never mind.
0: <laughs> Mike, Mike <laughs> just gave that nod. He's got. If you've never met Mike Kohler, he just gave this little <laughs> Godfather type nod, like you almost said something, then you caught yourself, and he just nodded.
1: Yeah, but w- there's gonna be another cool <laughs> little like surprise, and then yeah
0: nice that's that's pretty much my summer are you are there any live dates that are like concrete yet or is it just preparation for when you get there um i'm really i'm working
1: to prepare for this and make it something really you know special and a cool experience and right now it's i'm just in those that like stage but like i said um second half summer
0: well i should be i'm gonna be done really soon like preparing Right on, Um, Jack Larson. The track, the the project. It's an EP. It's called Push Ups, and it's on Closed Sessions right now. Uh, Is it on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Spotify? All those?
1: It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So people
0: can find it, and it's really like I said. It's it's got this great energy to it, and it's got this kind of like breeziness I don't know. It's just got that dream. I miss that dream pop kind of sound. I really love that kind of thing. And it just, it is a really nice kind of different offering. And uh, and I think it's really cool, man. So congratulations on, on making that Thank happen you. and putting it out in the world. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I'm glad we got to start this conversation. I know it's yeah. your first time here on the podcast, but we, we bring guests back again and again as they have new developments because we're always focused on Chicago, man. So when the new record comes out, when the full length comes out, let's continue the conversation. Of course. No, it's been a pleasure. Awesome. Jack Larson, thanks so much, man. Hey, happy Pride Month, by the way. Yeah, happy Pride Month. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.